the boss of my life because your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your clients and keep them I am your host, Esther Bangle, the founder and budgeting expert of Boss of My Life. So, whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get clear about where you stand financially, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies, my five-step guide to organizing your finances at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Hi there. Welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number 22. In today's episode, I will be talking about why it took me 15 years to buy my council flat. I am so excited about this podcast. I'm always excited about every podcast, but I have been waiting the longest time to record this podcast because I have finally, finally bought my council flat. And one of the things that I've been pondering on is why did it take me this long? Why did I take almost 15 years to buy my council flat? So if you are an avid boss of my money listener, You would know that I started my right to buy process in January 2020, just before the pandemic. And it's been a journey, I must tell you. But I'm really over the mood to say that it's finally over. We finally bought the flat and we had our completion date on Monday. And so I want to share with you today why it took me so long to buy my first property. I have six reasons why it took me 15 years to buy my council flat. And some of these are excuses and some of these are actually my reality. This was my reality. These were the things that I believed. These were the things that I was told and they held me back, you know, for good reasons and for bad reasons. And so I'm hoping that by you listening to this podcast today, You might have a goal that you're working towards. It might not be to buy a house. It could be to save money, to become debt-free, to start investing, to plan for the future, to increase your income, whatever goal you have, even if it's to improve your relationship with money. It's important to be aware the things that are holding you back, the excuses that we make, And the beliefs that we have about our situation, what you believe about your situation, what you believe about what other people tell you about your situation will determine whether or not you achieve it and when you will achieve it. So the first reason is that I was just terrible with managing money. I took this long to buy my council flat because I was not good with money. And so it scared me to, you know, be responsible for a mortgage when I didn't have savings. I was living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm not going to lie, like it felt comfortable, you know, having a council flat. Um, It just felt comfortable. You guys would know that I almost got evicted from my flat three times. So from the duration of time that I've lived here for, I went to court three times almost facing eviction. 
And the last time I went to court, I knew that that was the last time that I would ever go to court. And that if I didn't get my act together, I would definitely be losing my home. And so just not being good with money, you know, that responsibility scared me because I could barely manage my rent, even though I was earning a good salary. How was I going to manage a mortgage? Reason number two is that I was scared of losing my home. You know, I was petrified of losing my house if I bought it, right? You know, if I missed the mortgage payment, you know, like I said, because I was missing payments on my rent, I knew that the banks won't have it. You know, um, I heard stories of people losing their home um, and I didn't want that to be me, you know, so for a, for the longest because I was so terrible at managing my finances. Yeah, I just got scared that if I bought my home and I didn't keep up my payments, like I said, I would lose it. And I know what it's like to be homeless. I've been homeless in my lifetime. I know what it's like not to have a roof over your head. I know what it's like, you know, moving from one home to the other. And I didn't want that to be my case. And that really held me back. Just the fear of me Losing my home if I bought it really held me back. Reason number three is that I didn't understand the process early on, right? I took advice and I asked the wrong people about how to buy my council flat. I didn't know early on that I didn't need a deposit, you know. So from when I, you know, got my first um, decent job, I would say, I could have bought my council flat from then. I didn't need a deposit. Um, All I needed was like a few grand for stamp duty and for solicitor and broker fees. But I assumed that I needed to put down a deposit. And so it took me years, you know, just thinking, oh gosh, how am I going to put the deposit together? I don't even have savings. And that held me back. And it wasn't until a few years ago when I realize after speaking to a mortgage broker that I did need a deposit, you know, to buy my council flat. And so that sped up the process for me. It got me thinking, wow, I can actually do this sooner than what I envisaged. So please just be careful about the advice that you get from people and who you ask for information, because sometimes we're given wrong information that will hold us back from achieving our goals. Reason number four, I made a lot of excuses. You know, I applied twice for the right to buy and I pulled out both times. And each time I managed to convince myself that I wasn't ready. I needed more time. This wasn't a good time, you know, and I completely talked myself out of it. Reason number five is that my credit was poor. So initially, I thought that my credit had to be excellent for me to get a mortgage. It wasn't until I started my financial journey, I spoke to a mortgage broker and, um, you know, they said that, well, my interest rate is likely to be high depending on what my um, credit is. And obviously, the higher your credit, the better interest rate you get. But at that time, I had become an anti-credit kind of person, you know. I understand the concept of credit, but I'm not in favour of it. I don't like the idea of me having to take on debt and manage debt to show somebody that I can be good with money. 
I don't like the idea and I feel like it's got a lot of people into trouble with debt. And so for me, my goal isn't necessarily to build credit using debt, right? I'm happy to just save for what I want um, and wait a bit longer and pay for it in cash and know that I don't owe anybody money. However, I also understand that in order to get lower interest on things like a mortgage, personal loans, and other things that, you know, it's good to have a high credit. So I wasn't willing to take on debt to improve my credit, right? And um, so it means that with the mortgage that I currently have, my interest rate is slightly higher than the average, which I'm okay with. So now that I've got the mortgage, I'm going to focus on rebuilding my credit in a healthy way. Um, but I didn't want that pressure of having to build my credit to get a mortgage. I was, once I found out that I didn't necessarily need to have a super, super great credit, I was like, okay, I can actually do this and I can just get a two year fix, which is what I have. And I'll use the next two years to improve. So when I remortgage, I can get a better interest. And finally, I didn't want to be tied to a job, right? I didn't just want to be working to pay a mortgage. So growing up, you know, I observed a lot of people with the jobs that they had, the careers they were in, they didn't like it, they weren't happy, they wanted to get out, but they couldn't. Why? Because they had a mortgage to pay you know, and I didn't want that pressure. I never want to feel stuck at a job because I have to pay a mortgage. I never want to be in a career that I don't enjoy because I have to fulfill mortgage payments. And so this is something that held me back. You know, it really held me back. Um, And so it wasn't until I did my last career change, you know, that I was like, okay, this job is paying me really good money and I could afford to get a mortgage, I wouldn't have a problem paying it, you know, but I know this isn't the career that I want to be in. And so I don't, I know that if I get the mortgage, I'm going to feel stuck in this job because I'm going to feel like I have to have this job in order to pay my mortgage. So then I went on to do the career change and I'm actually earning less than I was before. And it's so weird because I don't feel that pressure with what I'm earning at the moment from my salary, like I'm okay with it because I took a pay cut in order for me to have more time to focus on my business and growing my business. And so it's weird because, you know, before when I was earning a lot more money in my day job, in my nine to five job, you know, I was scared that I was going to be stuck in that job just to pay a mortgage. And now when I'm actually running a business, I don't feel that pressure because I'm doing what I enjoy. And I know that from the income that I get from my business, I'm able to support myself and make my mortgage payments. So that's all I have for you today. You know, I just thought I would share those reasons because a lot of the time, you know, more than focusing on the goal, take a step back and just ask yourself, what is holding you back? And I guess that's going to be the action today for today's episode. Take a step back and just ask yourself, what is holding me back from me achieving this goal? What's stopping me? What stories am I telling myself about my goal? 
What advice am I being given? Is it good advice? Is it bad advice? What is true about where I'm at? And it wasn't until I became real with myself and I started to ask myself really difficult questions that I was able to walk in my truth. Thank you so much for listening to episode 22 and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Then do send your questions to esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took time to also rate and review this podcast. Stop by at bossofmymoney.co.uk for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.